was stolen from an exhibit in Sydney's west. Explorer John Oxley's fob seal was taken from Old Government House Parramatta in May. A 43-year-old man was arrested in Juni in the Riverina last Thursday. He's been charged with multiple offences and refused bail to face Parramatta local court next month. The precious seal hasn't been recovered. A man has died after being hit by a truck on the New South Wales mid-north coast. Police were called to the Pacific Highway Yurunga at 10 past two yesterday afternoon. The man aged in his 30s had been struck by a truck and died at the scene. The 65-year-old truck driver was taken to hospital for mandatory testing. Twitter's co-founder Jack Dorsey is standing down. The BBC Samira Hussein reports. In a statement that he released over Twitter, unsurprisingly, he outlined three main reasons and the first two really have to do with the people that he says that are now going to really take over the leadership. Parag Agarwal is going to take over as CEO and that is effective immediately and Jack Dorsey was actually quite complimentary in that statement saying that look he is someone who started off as an engineer and really grew through the company and he believes that he's going to take this company forward and achieve some of those really lofty financial goals that they have set out for themselves from now until 2023. Police have charged a 51-year-old man over a series of sexual assaults in Sydney's inner western suburbs dating back to the early 2000s. Darren Kennedy was arrested in Panania yesterday and charged with four separate sexual assaults. Police used DNA to link the accused to the crimes. He's been charged with 15 offences and remains in custody. The matter has been adjourned until January 25. And militiamen have killed at least 20 people in an attack on a displaced persons camp in the northeastern Democratic Republic of Congo. The Codeco Group is being blamed for the attack. In sport, Brandon Smith has been slammed over the way he announced his next move in the NRL. The Melbourne Storm player will join the Roosters in 2023, but he commented that he wants to win a premiership with the Roosters. Melbourne bosses aren't happy. The Matildas will line up against United States in a friendly in Newcastle tonight. They went down to the US on Saturday 3-0. Suzanne Pedersen will captain the European team at the Solheim Cup in 2023. The former world number two is a double major champion and has represented Europe nine times as a player and twice as a vice-captain. This weekend's Bathurst 1000 will be the last for Jamie Wincup. He's claimed a record seven supercar championships and is hoping to add to his tally of four Bathurst 1000 trophies and secure number five. In finance, the Dow Jones is up 237 points at 35,136. One Australian dollar is buying 71.39 US cents. This is Super Network News. You're listening to Marcus Paul in the morning. Yeah, nice to have you company as we get into the final half hour of the program. Very busy half hour. I'm going to talk about all of the wonderful work that's being done out around the Aerotropolis. Uh, The Nancy Bird Walton Airport out around Badgerys Creek. It really is starting to 
Well, paint a, a different picture for Western Sydney, a wonderful picture, uh, including some of the roadworks that have been undertaken, uh, which have been a long time coming, but very much welcome, I would imagine, for the people of Western Sydney. Uh, we'll do that with Paul Fletcher, um, the Morrison minister, um, the federal minister involved in, in that redevelopment very soon. Right now, though, I just wanted to clear something up. There was a, a note that was sent to the program and uh, there is a story in uh, the Sydney Morning Herald today by Lucy Cormack, who writes, The state's debt collection agency unlawfully used an automated system to claw back unpaid fines from financially vulnerable people, in some cases emptying bank accounts and leaving them unable to buy food or pay rents. Uh, now, the ombudsman... Paul Miller has called for greater transparency in the government's use of artificial intelligence after Revenue New South Wales was found to have used the technology to issue garnish-she orders without an authorised person ever overseeing it. Now, that is the story. Uh, and, of course, um, I received a note as well from the opposition and from crossbenchers, including uh, David Shoebridge. He's called it New South Wales's own version of robo-debt and says that it's harm vulnerable people, leaving them unable to pay for food or rent. Now, I thought we'd go uh, to the minister involved this morning, Damien Tudhope. Uh, of course, he is the Minister for Finance and Small Business in New South Wales. Good morning to you, Damien, and welcome to the program. Yeah, good morning, Marcus. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Any time at all. OK, so what's happening here? Is this is this a misunderstanding? Is, is this a mis... Uh, it, it's not my report. It's from the Herald. Is this incorrect? Well, I think it's very misleading to call this robo-debt, and I think that's the first point I want to make. Robo-debt was a circumstance where people were being targeted where they didn't owe any money, uh, and uh, but the, the level of stress caused to potentially a Centrelink recipient in circumstances where they received a notice to pay money back, yeah. which they didn't owe, mm -hmm. that, that's what robo-debt is. It's uh, a circumstances where they have been falsely identified as owing money. This is a circumstance where... As a last resort, uh, the uh, revenue say, we haven't been able to collect this money. We've been trying what, by, through whatever means. It is money which is due and owing to the state. And I have to say, we may, I think the state uh, people expect us to collect money which is owing to the absolutely. state. Absolutely, absolutely. So there, there is that expectation. We make every effort possible to contact people, to liaise with them. We've made amendments to the Fines Act to allow the Commissioner at a discretion to reduce fines. We have work and development orders. So there is a circumstance where we go through a whole process to try and work with people who owe money to the state to try and get them to pay. Hmm. And then even, uh, if we are garnishing an account, there is now in place those circumstances where we must leave, and revenue acknowledges this, they must leave at least, and I think the amount at the moment is, and it's reviewed every quarter, $530 in people's accounts. So the maximum amount you can uh, you can take, and sometimes we only ever get a cent or two cents yeah. from a garnishee order because we must leave that $532 in their account. So it is really misleading to say that we are okay. targeting vulnerable people in circumstances where we're leaving them with no money. Well, I appreciate you coming on to clear that up because, look, I, uh, I agree. Um, New South Wales uh, taxpayers should uh, expect that people pay their fines. I've had fines before. I've even on a, a couple of occasions throughout the years had a, a, a payment plan and I've spoken to revenue. As what I said earlier this morning, if you have a fine, the last thing you want to do is just ignore it. You, even if you can't afford to pay for it, 
<clears throat> straight away. You can go into a, a payment plan arrangement where you can, you know, if you, all you can afford is 25 bucks a fortnight, well, then pay that. Uh, because, and, that and that's yeah. the message where I, I would absolutely mm. like to get across, and, I, and thank you for saying that, because we want people... Sometimes when you get fined, you freeze and don't want to do anything about it. You put it in yeah, the drawer yeah. and it sits in the drawer and, <laughs> and you don't do it. And, and that's what it, it, the pressure builds up. Yeah. Get on the phone, talk about it, get it, get a plan going, pay it back in instalments as you've just identified. But at, at the end of the day, there is a there are human beings making these decisions, not robots. We might Good. we may effectively have a, a a process where we press a button to actually collect the money. But yeah. always there is a, a person on the end of the phone that someone can talk to, mm-hmm. with a view to coming to an arrangement in relation to their debt. And I have to say it's really unfair to revenue because they go to out of their way to make sure that vulnerable vulnerable people are not attacked in a way, in a way which leaves them in impecunious circumstances. Yeah, well, I have to say I agree because I've dealt with Revenue New South Wales before, and I've also dealt with them on behalf of a listener. And I have to, I have to say that I've you know I've been nothing but impressed by um, the flexibility that they show, uh, and that's yeah. I think that's an important message to get across. And I'm glad that you've you and I have been able to clear that up this morning. Just on a, another issue, if I may, uh, just a, okay. a general issue in relation to um, how business is uh, is coming out of the pandemic here in New South Wales, uh, forgetting, of course, you know, we've had a bit of a scare with Omicron at the moment, but we're just waiting to see what happens there. But how are small businesses now um, uh, coming out uh, the other side, Paul? Yeah, yeah Omicron is a bit no, of a hiccup, but, but yeah. generally the level of consumer confidence in the in the, uh, retail industry and the retail sector at the moment is really going through the roof. We had a, a plus 29 in, increase in the index in terms of consumer contracts. Now, people may not know what that is, but it is a very significant uplift in terms of people's uh, confidence in the way that we are going to bounce back. Uh, regional economies are really bouncing back. Um, I'm, I'm very confident that we will have a really good Christmas and most important, that uh, it, it's, it's a time for families to get together and uh, and support small businesses and support each other. Well, that's absolutely right. And it's important that we get out. And also, too, what I think is a good incentive is the uh, is the money that's being provided. I know there are a couple of extra um, vouchers that can be used under, under the government stimulus program. And that... Uh, can go toward uh, spending money at local small businesses as well, whether it's here in Sydney or whether it's any of the, in any of the regions we're broadcasting to. So take advantage of those extra couple of $25 vouchers, put them toward a Christmas present or put them toward a, a lunch or something you're having and spend money at small businesses that have done it tough during the pandemic. Uh, uh, and I thank you for that message because, you know, the more we can say that is, is that uh, to say to people... Don't be fearful. It, it is it is a time to, in fact, get out, uh, spend some money on your friends and loved ones, and uh, go and have a, a family meal uh, out at a local restaurant, or yeah. go to the movies, or, or whatever it is. Use the dine and discover vouchers. That's it. Don't let them sit there. We want you to use them. Uh, use them so that that money flows through the economy. All right, Damien. Thank you for clearing up that issue this morning with Revenue New South Wales. Speak to them. Get on the phone. There's a number there at the the top of your fine. If you can't. Uh, fix up the the fine or whatever money you have to pay back to the state straight away, enter into an agreement uh, that's suitable to you, to your budget, and make
make sure that uh, you're, you're getting on the front foot. I think that's the important message. Uh, don't freeze, as you say, Damien. Get on the front foot, speak to them, and uh, as we say, you can pay it off over time and and then uh, forget about it, uh, you know, effectively once you've made that arrangement, put it in place. Thanks for having me, Marcus. That's great. Not a problem. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. There he is. Uh, Damien Tudhope, who is the New South Wales Minister for Finance and Small Business.